Hey guys, it is your girl Kendra Dion and welcome to the Kendra Dion Passion Project where passion and purpose collide. Guys, I am so excited and so grateful and blessed to be with you guys today. It is episode 20. Yes, two zero episode 20 guys. We made it. I'm so <sighs> just overwhelmed um, with gladness and joy for you know, God even pushing me to do this. Um, I started the Passion Project in March of last year. So we're just under a year, guys. Um, and it has just been a blessing um, to do this, to study. Um, because the thing is, before I come talk to you guys, before I say anything on the podcast, I'm in my word, I'm reading, I'm studying, I'm trying to get something together. Um, I did have something prepared, but it just was very serious and i wanted to just be lighthearted and fun um for this episode because it's episode 20 like and so what are we going to talk about today i'm just going to talk about a bunch of just random stuff not too random but some random stuff um just just going over some of the things that i have learned um this year but yeah like 2019 y'all it was a doozy okay like I just, every type of obstacle you could go through, I went through, like, really. And as I was thinking about it, and even recently, um, I went to an interview, and, you know, I kind of got down because I want to just pursue my own stuff and be an entrepreneur and run a podcast and run my counseling business, and um, I have another tech idea I'm working on. Like, I have other things I want to do. Um, and so going to the interview almost kind of felt like, dang, am I going to be putting all of my ideas and dreams and things off? Right. Um, but no, I don't have to. And one thing that I thought about, my mom spoke to me about, was like, just because you have to take some detours on the way to purpose, it doesn't mean that it's not still God's plan for your life. Right. And Okay, last week, some of you know, if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook, you saw that I got to go to the Word Network and I was featured among 50 other young preachers in um, the United States and actually abroad. We had somebody from Canada, I believe from the UK and from Jamaica. Um, and so they brought us all together and we were on like a large panel and they got we got to, um, you know, have just discussions around different topics. I'm happening now and so it was a beautiful experience for me and I shared with you guys um the other day that God was just teaching me about positioning in there because um you know I had gotten a little down on myself because people were calling like oh my god like I saw you or you know some people were like you didn't get to really speak or whatever and I was like yeah it's okay like I wasn't there for that like I really wasn't there to I wasn't there to brand myself, right? I was more so just enjoying the experience, enjoying being there. And there were a couple of questions that I wanted to answer, but I didn't because, you know, I would either raise my hand like low key like this and other people, they were like real excited or whatever. So it was like, I would try to wait till it died down, but then the question might roll, move on or whatever like that. So it's no big deal. It's cool. Um, actually maybe that's, that'll be some of the things I talk about today because there were quite a few things that they talked about 
that um, I didn't get to share my opinion on. So we'll we'll do that. Young preachers, the conversation continue, right? Um, and then I'll just share some other things that God had just been dealing with me um, about. And then I'll, I guess, just share more about myself and you guys can leave dms and tell me like other things that you want to know about me and maybe i can do um these video recordings every so often um where i just talk to you guys and we rip and bust it up chop it up talk about different topics um going forward though because i said i did have a topic prepared for today so next week we will talk about the sovereignty of god but also talking um we're gonna start talking about single parents talking about being a single parent and what does that look like and how does that shape who we are, how we raise our children and our upbringing, okay? Um, so let's go to Young Preachers, the movement continue. So the first question, it was a smaller panel, just I think like seven people, and they were talking about um, who's got next, who's got now, or something like that. Something about next to now, right? And so I, they didn't bring that to the larger panel, which was the rest of us. Um, but what I thought, I've, and I don't know, you know, they brought up some really good examples, but my, the example I thought about was David, right? Like you can know that you have next and still honor, serve and respect those who are in position now. Right. And David is such a good example of this because he was anointed King right in front of his fathers, his brothers by the prophet Samuel and he still went and served Saul. And I mean, even unto death, he honored Saul because he killed the person who Saul asked to kill him. Saul was like impaled and he was like, yo, kill me like in this suffering. And the, the soldier did it. And then when David found out, he was like, why did you kill him? Like you didn't honor God enough not to kill him. And then he and then David goes and kills the guy who killed Saul. So even unto death, um, David was honoring the person who was in the position now and I think for our generation we have to get to a place where even if you know you have next or even if you're in position now where you still pay homage you still pay reverence you still honor and respect those who are in position or who have went before you whose shoulders you are standing on um but David was I think he's a great example of like understanding and knowing like yo God has called me I know what I'm supposed to be doing but learning too that's the other thing like David was in a position to learn the ways of the kingdom and learn the good characteristics and traits of a good king, right? While he was still serving Saul. Um, so being in the next position when you're waiting, that's an opportunity for God to mature you and to prepare you and give you the character you need to sustain the position that you believe he's taking you to. Um, then... Um, when I came home from that, like I said, it was so many people, they were asking me like, how was the experience? Were you excited? You know, were you nervous? Anything like that? And I was just so grateful to be in the room. God is just so faithful because last year God began to speak some things over me. One day I was sitting in intense worship and the Holy Spirit began to speak to me audibly. Like I could literally hear him and I just sat down. I went and got a notebook and sat down and just like started writing free, like everything I was hearing, I just writing it down and I won't share it because, you know, I'm waiting for the things, some of the things to manifest. However, the young creatures, the movement was definitely, definitely confirmation of the things that God has spoken over me. Um, 
you know, God was saying to me um, when I came home and I was thinking about it and I'm like, dang, I wish I would have been a little bit more aggressive in answering the questions. And God was like, no, like I just put you in position, right? Like I wanted you to be in the room, but it's okay that you didn't speak because I didn't necessarily send you there to speak. That thing messed me up every time. Um, but he was like, I didn't necessarily take you there to speak. I was just showing you what I could do. I was showing you I could get you in the room. And so I want to encourage you today. If God has given you a word, if God has promised you some things, he is faithful. Hallelujah. To get you in the room. He is faithful to get the book deal to go through. He is faithful to get you the sponsorship you need. He is faithful to get you the money you need to start your business. He is faithful to get you the job you've been praying for. Like whatever it is that God has been speaking to you. And I don't know about you guys, but y'all, I was going through hell, excuse my language or not. I was going through hell at the beginning of this year. Like literally since January 2nd, I just been under extreme attack. Like I just, I had moments where I just thought I was going to literally break. Like I was literally standing in my kitchen crying. Okay. Like because it's just been so much and it's just like, God, I'm tired and I thought you told me this. I thought you promised me this. And like even leading up to going to Young Preachers, people were asking me like, are you excited? You about to go, you know, whatever. And I'm like, y'all, I've been going through so much. I have not had time to even think about it. I have not had time to like really like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, I just was like, oh, my brain just felt like it was scattered. I just didn't have time to really dive into anything. So I was like, Lord, thank you for just getting me there because I don't have nothing to say. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. Um, but God was faithful. And so I was reminded of Esther and when I when I was thinking about positioning, right, and God getting you into a position, but you not necessarily having to move or act right as soon as you get in that position. Sometimes he gets you in a position because, like I said with David, he's putting you in position so that you learn how to maneuver in the new space. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. That was good. Um, but yeah, he's getting you in position so that you know how to move, how you, you know, what to say, what to do, what's the protocol. Okay. When Esther, um, and we go to Esther three, right? We find that, um, Esther's uncle has gotten himself and all of the Jewish people in trouble. Okay. Because he is refusing to honor a guy named Haman. Right. And so Haman is so disgusted with Esther's, um, uncle. Now Esther, now mind you, is the queen okay she has went through this process and she has become queen um and so her uncle has gotten himself and all the jewish people in trouble and so um haman has a whole plot to kill him he first he was like i'm gonna kill mordecai then he was like you know what that ain't enough i want to kill all the jews right and so mordecai goes to esther and he's like yo you have been put in position for such a time as this. Like God has positioned you here. Like you've been in this position and you just been playing your part, playing the small, being quiet. And so she says, like I said, you, when, when God puts you, puts you in these positions, you start to learn how to maneuver. How, how do things work here? Right. Okay. So now it comes time for her to use her position and hallelujah. And she, um, she says, I, you know, I can't go because if the, if the um, king doesn't summon you, you know, you could be killed. Right. And so, you know, Mordecai just presses her like, yo, go and um, 
you know, go talk to him because you might be the only way to save. He said, because if you don't save us, you think your life won't be spared. You a Jew, too. And so she agrees. And they um, she she prays. She has the people pray. Right. And then she finally gets up the courage and she goes to her husband, the king. And she says, hey, like, you know, Haman is trying to destroy destroy the Jewish people. And I'm Jewish. Right. And so. Um, the king, of course, he is going to protect his queen. And so he's like, no, you know, and then and what ends up happening is they end up killing um, Haman instead. And it's just so crazy because that whole time she didn't realize that her being in that position was just to be queen. So wherever God has you positioned, it's not just for you to have the nice title. It's not just for you to be the first lady. It's not just for you to be the CEO. It's for a purpose. So ask God, you have me positioned here. What is it that you want me to be learning? What is it that you want me to be doing? Who can I be saving in a way? You not you never know. It could be a, a sewer. Um, a co-worker that's sitting right beside you who is suicidal. It could be a student if you work in schools who is going through hell at home and just needs an encouraging word. Where does God have you positioned? Because positioning is important. And if the if you are in a place, right, where it doesn't seem connected to your, um, your purpose, then you need to ask, okay, God, oh, Jesus, you need to ask God, uh, what, is it that I'm supposed to be learning here for the next? Hallelujah. So, God, I know you have called me to write a book. I know you have called me to speak on um, stages across the world. I know you have called me to go do missions. But where you have me positioned now, what am I supposed to be learning here to take me to there, to take me to the next thing that you have promised me? Is it a character thing I need to learn? Is it self-control? Okay, is it learning how to be at peace with my enemies? Okay, people who are going after me and I'm trying to please you. And this takes me to Joseph because this was Joseph's issue. His, he's, he's gotten two um dreams right and his brothers they are extremely jealous of him because he is the favorite right and everybody you ask your parent who's the favorite they're gonna say i don't have a favorite joseph they had a favorite and he didn't care if they knew he gave him a special coat and everything like and so his brothers they got jealous of him and so they went to try to kill him and his um they went to try to kill him and the older brother was like, no, we can't kill him, right? So then they said, well, bet we're going to sell him. So they sell him into slavery, right? So just think about this. Your enemies, the people who despise you, they don't know how they might be setting you up. And how you handle them is setting you up for wherever God wants to take you. And how you handle the betrayal Okay, it's producing something in, in you and where God is going to take you. So he goes and then he goes to the Potiphar's house. And then when he gets to the Potiphar's house, he's ruling over the, um, everything in the Potiphar's house. The Potiphar entrusts him to rule over his house and make sure everything is run smoothly. Right. And then the Potiphar's wife try to sleep with him. And when he won't sleep with her, she lies on him and gets him uh, thrown in prison. And then when he's in prison, he's he has 
so much character, so much integrity that they entrust him to run the other prisoners, right? The way he carried himself, that they like, or you rule over them because it's, it's something on you. So when the hand of God is on your life, you can have favor in a hellish situ situation. You could be in situations that, that would destroy others. Think about this. You were in a pit. Then you got sold as a slave. Now you in prison. If any of us right now in 2020 was to go through a situation like that, we would break. We would break. We would be nasty, mean. What? What you looking at? No, I can't help you. But the posture of his heart gave him favor everywhere he went. And then finally, he um, is sent to Pharaoh because he had interpreted the dreams of two people. What if when he was in prison, he would have refused to um, interpret those dreams. So then when Pharaoh has a dream, this person doesn't know. Um, oh, Joseph in prison, he can't interpret your dream. But he didn't allow the situation to stop God from using him. And in that, it, would, it granted him enough favor to get out of prison because they go get him out of prison and he interprets Pharaoh's dream. And then Pharaoh makes him second in command. But the thing is, Potiphar was... Um, a part of Pharaoh's army, I believe he was, he, he worked for Pharaoh. Um, so he had already kind of learned the ways that they speak, the ways that they talk. Right. So all these different places that he was positioned, he was learning how to go where God was taking him because the posture of his heart was still towards God. And that goes to talking about God's sovereignty because Sometimes we go through things and we don't understand why we're going through them. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. It doesn't seem like it's taking us where God wants us to go or where he told us he was going to take us. But we just have to believe that God is faithful. And if he made us a promise, no matter what we're going through, keep the posture of your heart right. Hallelujah. And God will open up the doors that didn't seem like they could open. Like who would think that he would go from prison to the palace? So you might be in a nine to five right now and God is one, one person away. It might be one person that can introduce you to somebody else at work and, and take you to your dreams. So don't despise whatever God has you right now because he's going to produce something in you. So, so just fix the posture of your heart. Ask God in this moment. Say, God. I trust you. I thank you for the doors that you're opening that I don't see. I thank you for um, making ways out of no ways. Thank you for trusting me with trouble. Thank you for trusting me with pain. 2019. But yeah, like 2019 was just very, very hard for me because, you know, I lost family members. Um, I had to move. Um, I lost a car. I mean, it was just a year of stretching and pressing. And oh my gosh, God was just Un make undoing me of some of the things that weren't beneficial but he added so much to me um last year but in all of the struggles I thought like okay I went through everything I needed to go through in 2019 and I thought I was gonna go into 2020 like super strong and I just thought everything was going to just be perfect and easy and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't y'all it was tough but um, I had the Young Preachers, the movement thing to, to look forward to. And like I said, I learned that that wasn't even it. That wasn't the promise. That was just a confirmation of the promise. Um, and I had to make some decisions, right? I had to make some decisions about um, how I was going to carry myself, um, how... Uh, 
I was going to lead my life, right? I said, okay, God, I thought things was going to flow for me, but you know what? I got to put in some work too, right? Um, last year, I heard somebody say, um, you know, the, the, the scripture says faith without works is dead. And somebody said, y'all got works unemployed and faith overworked because sometimes we end up having faith and we do no works. We do nothing to work toward the thing we're having faith in. And so I had to put my money where my mouth is, so to speak. And I got diligent. I got um, intentional. That was my word, especially at the end of 2019. I was like, intentional, intentional, intentional. And so what did I do to be intentional? I set a bedtime for myself. I set an alarm to get up at a certain time um, to work out and do all the things I wanted to do in the morning before I start my day. I would sit there every night and go on my... Uh, I go in my um, planner, write down, what do I want to work on today? Or in the morning, after I finish my workout and my devotional, I take a shower and I um, write down, okay, I want to work on this, I want to work on that. So I've been working on things, right? Hallelujah. God is so faithful. Um, and so one of the things, when I was at Young Preachers, the movement, I want money. And God was showing me that. I had started working on putting together a youth night, right? And I didn't have the money to get the mics and the lighting and the things I needed to transform the space. But God blessed me with the money because I had started to do the work. So I just want to encourage you guys that if God has given you something, that if you work on it, if you be consistent, intentional, and diligent about that thing, if you don't let the challenges and the obstacles that come your way, if you don't let them things defeat you and you keep pursuing him, hallelujah. Matthew says that if you seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, all things will be added unto you. I believe, hallelujah, in this season that if you will seek God diligently, one thing I said yesterday to God, I said, God, I don't know. It's a, it's a, a particular um, project I'm working on. And I said, like, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to be successful in it. Teach my hands to war. That is something that I love. When I was reading the book of Psalms last year, that was one of the things that David said. So I say that anytime it's something that I'm not sure about how to do, if it's in my marriage, if this is working, um, if, if it's handling my children, working on this project. I'm like, God, teach my hands the war. Anything that I do not know how to do and I need his help, I need him to teach me how to war. Teach me strategy. Teach me how to do this thing that I have not done before. Give me divine wisdom in this area. I love you guys. I just pray that if Passion Project has been a blessing to you, please share it with somebody. Let somebody know. You don't know. This could be a blessing to somebody else. You might not. You might have a friend. They might be complaining to you, and you might feel like, I ain't got the money to help them. I don't know what to tell them. I don't hear the advice. Send them to the Passion Project. This might be the very thing they need. One of the last 19 episodes might just be the thing, the topic that they needed to hear about. I love you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And here's the 20 more episodes.